Um, we can invest basically in anything. Our, you know, tied into the sort of the million dollar lesson is that the efficient frontier is not consistent or static across economic cycles. So we do all of our investings, whether they're traditional or alternatives, in mind of an economic cycle, which is based on the issue of a growth rate of a market-based economy and the fiscal and monetary responses to that growth rate vis-a-vis -vis, is liquidity going into the system or liquidity going out of the system. That has a lot of implications. We don't invest in countries that don't have uh, independent monetary authority, so we make no investments in China. Second, our our, our investments very opportunistic. We don't invest in black box things where we can't explain to a client whether they're up 15% or down 15% why that's the case. We do like real estate for a number of reasons. The problem is right now, long real estate and we're waiting for liquidity events uh, probably in the coming year before we look at some other, other projects. But we can invest pretty much in anything. So I think the two lessons that we've probably learned in the investment world one is, again, the efficient frontier varies. So our asset allocation is extremely non-industry standard. For example, on the long-only side, we've been in the U.S. equity market um, anywhere between 55 and 65% weighting since 2014. 100% of that has been growth. Um, we are in the um, recession camp for next year, so we're more bearish than most people. So we'll be hedging our long position uh, with a collar on our largest position, which is the NASDAQ 100. On the fixed income side, uh, we don't think we're really paid in the traditional asset class right now for taking any credit risks. So we're long, basically, very simple. T-bills, two to five year notes, and the long bond in anticipation of what we think is gonna happen economically next year. It's not gonna be a repeat of 08, but it's not gonna be pretty as far as we can see. So that leaves us with the alternative investments. Typically, we like direct deals. Our clients don't typically do funds because of the size of the client. Average client is about 170 million. They say, why buy a fund? I'd like to buy direct deals. We will look at funds if there's something unique that they cannot be uh, obtained in a direct deal. For example, we made our first venture capital investment this year with uh, Kozla Ventures, you know, Kozla, founder of Sun Microsystems. We thought that was attractive. We thought we couldn't do that in a direct deal ourselves. We don't have the expertise. The other thing that we learned, and this ties a bit to something that Alex said, which is the importance of the ecosystem. It's very important. Our clients are successful in each of the businesses that they've done. Typically they've monetized, but they still keep their, you know, they still keep their fingers in the business. So if in their agriculture business, they're still looking at agriculture. They're in the tech, they're still looking at tech. We look at the ecosystem that we've developed with our clients and the ecosystem where we find with like-minded individuals to try to find one degree of separation between the investment that we are looking at and ourselves. A perfect example is we use the example of the Hunt brother family, which is the Hunt family is not one of our clients. I would guess that there's no oil and gas deals that occur that they don't see first. Similarly, in terms of technology, I don't think there's much that Andreessen doesn't see, Andreessen Horowitz doesn't see before others. So we want to play into this idea of ecosystem. And uh, Family Office Club itself has done this in many cases because there's these informal arrangements where families are basically sharing information to themselves. They've largely disintermediated, no offense to the JP Morgans of the world or the Morgan Stanleys of the world, but they've largely disintermediated, disintermediated large parts of the private wealth management business where wealthy families are looking for others in terms of the co-investment opportunities. So bottom line, on the long only side, which is the dominance of what we've done, hedging our position next year, uh, weather out the storm till the economic cycle shifts, 
fixed income, no credit risk, but across the duration cycle with U.S. Treasuries. On the alternatives, return of capital, not return on capital. Typically, we like to get paid out over a three to five year basis. We don't like to put our money in and be told 12 years later whether the manager cured con cancer or not. Uh, direct deals um, and, you know, many times alignment of interest with the underlying investors is what we're looking to, to find as well. So we like to know that we're investing around like-minded individuals who have the same expertise in that particular area. Other than that, we're very opportunistic in terms of what we look at. Things like necessity is the mother of invention, AI and data analytics, be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. Those are all things I think in investment and in finance we've all heard of and at least are aware of it. But what's even more interesting is especially in markets like we're seeing now, at least in the real estate world, which is what our family office focuses on, they're the most interesting because almost no one tends to follow them and no one tends to use them. One of the reasons we founded our single family office was to take advantage of these themes, in particular in market cycles like we're dealing with now, where unpopular positions and going against the grain and taking contrarian positions are, are really the only pathway to return of capital as well as return on capital in a sustainable way. About two years ago, uh, in uh, December of 2021, our family office uh, started to focus more and more on data analytics. And the way we measure uh, that focus relative to the rest of our practice was we started hiring more data analysts and more data scientists than we had property managers. Because you see, I think the way things are going and the way data is taking over uh, a myriad of industries, not least of which real estate, is the data is becoming almost more important or as important at least as conventional fundamentals. So things like uh, rent per square foot and demographics and traffic counts, which were the closest approximation of actual real usable data, are being overtaken by embedded data. Uh, data from cell phones, things like visitor counts, things like sales estimation that underlie a lot of the true fundamentals that really dictate uh, value-added uh, performance in commercial real estate, um, e even in areas such as triple nuts where we tend to focus on where there historically has not been a lot of alpha, there hasn't been a lot of uh, additional value-add. Uh, and our family office is going and changing that. And the way we're doing it and the types of investments we look at are primarily in the sectors of retail, uh, medical office, and industrial where there is an embedded data analytic play that is not generally known to the general investment population. Might sound easy in theory. Uh, I've been doing nothing but commercial real estate ever since I was 19, so over 25 years. Uh, and what I've found is that there's such a lack of information in commercial real estate, the average owner of the property types that we buy. From. So somewhere between that delta, there's a lot of information that's being missed by not only folks in the technology space, which have not uh, uh, historically looked at commercial real estate as an asset class, because uh, it wasn't exciting and you didn't have as much alpha as you did perhaps in technology and VC companies. Um, but there's tremendous opportunities there. Uh, and, and the corollary to that is that on the other side of the equation, in conventional finance and in real estate, um, there's very little implementation and actually understanding that this data is actually available, let alone that it can be aggregated, organized, and deployed. And so one of the things that we're doing in our family office and, and developing is actually using data analytics uh, to transform our business. In fact, we started a new division called Hedgebase.ai. And while AI is a very common moniker, um, a lot of folks don't understand the difference between what it can do and what it is actually doing and where it's going to be going over the next few years and over the next decade. And what we found is that by taking advantage of those uh, uh, embedded data analytics, which are 
out there, but very difficult to aggregate and even more difficult to understand, crunch, analyze, and leverage, that's really where the true advantage is. And we really consider ourselves uh, as a data analytics company with a commercial real estate use case. We think that's going to be the future of all industries, not just ours, but particularly in finance. But what's interesting, and I think one of the things I get uh, questioned the most on when, when, I, when I talk about what we do, um, is just how much generally in conventional finance it's not understood. Uh, our industry is not known as the most progressive, the most technologically advanced, and it is the slowest to change, um, particularly banking and commercial real estate in particular. And because it's the most difficult to change, uh, that's why we believe we will, we've had and will continue to have the most success in using data analytics and underlying data that really understand, that really helps us understand the true nature, the profitability of individual sites, which is really what drives tenants. Tenants are starting to understand this and their data analytics groups and their data scientists are now the majority of the users of this data, not landlords. Our company is trying to change that and we're always looking for uh, good advisors and folks in this space, both in technology and in finance, and as well as capital investors, because we found more pipeline than we have more capital uh, to throw at those deals. So that's the basics of our company. Thank you.